Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Kevin Watson and Jack Story. We're talking all about the big fight, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. That happened last night. We're, record, we're recording this on the Sunday after. Great fight. Please, if you like the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. Here it is, the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, Kevin Watson and Jack Story. Enjoy. Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. Where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience. It's not a fight. Mindset to money. I, I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. So that would be considered an example of a biohack. Where I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England. Now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him no. out. Here's your host. 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries. What a fight. What a fight. Heavyweight. One of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a very long time. You know, these heavyweight fights are very entertaining because we know that anything can happen at any time with one punch. And uh, this was a better fight than I thought it was going to be. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I had no idea. I, kind of what to expect. I thought if it went the distance, it'd be Fury, but I, I, I did think Wilder would stop him, but I was it was I was pleasantly surprised. It was a really amazing fight. Super happy with it. Yeah, Jack, what do you think, mate? Did you enjoy it? I thought it was a good fight. I couldn't I couldn't believe he came back after having a long t- t- time off and just got back into that fight like, like that quick. I know, like, having, having two years off, like, ring, ring rust is a real thing, but he did come back, and he come back and he fought, uh, he's had two fights since he's come back, and the guys, even though like one was a blown up cruiserweight, uh, they both had good records. I mean, the first one had 23 with only one loss, and then the next one had uh, 30, 40 fights with four losses. So they were pretty decent opponents, and he went in there, uh, stopped one, won, won one on points, and then he's getting in with Deontay Wilder, the, the most feared man in boxing, I'd say, well, definitely in the heavyweight division having 40 fights knocked out everyone he's fought um, but yeah what a fight great fight so the fight was here in Los Angeles and I was actually leaving Kev's house yesterday after we had a meeting and I was driving home and Paul King called us and he, and he says we're going to fight we're going to downtown I never had any tickets do you want to come so I was like sound so I got an Uber uh, met up with Paul Glenn uh, there's a few other English people there and have you I'm sure you've. I know you've been to events like this before, but like uh, all the ticket touts outside, right? And I've never seen that before. And I was, there was like tons of them come up. Want to buy tickets? Want to buy tickets? I was like, I do want to buy tickets, but I just don't know if I could trust yeah. these men who look half homeless yeah. who's selling tickets for this fight. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we end up buying some tickets off a guy who was about six foot three. Proper skinny. He looked a bit like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was a uh, he was a he was about fifty five years old, and he had no teeth in his mouth. And he's like, "Yeah, you want to buy these tickets?" And I was like, "How much?" And they were two fifty a piece. Uh, and I would never have bought them. But what he said was right. He said, "You don't have to pay us until you're out inside." So yeah. Paul, who already had a ticket, he could give him the money. Anyway, we went in and we, and we had a uh, we got these tickets, two fifty each. First time I've ever paid for a. Uh, a ticket for a boxing match, I think, in my life. Uh, 
And it was a shit seat, the worst seat I've ever had in my life as well. <laughs> yeah, the one time I've ever bought tickets from a scalper like that, I, I made him walk with me to the door. Right. I gave him the money once the ticket scanned. Yeah. I was like, right, so that's where they do it. Yeah. The thing, well, you, you just pay for his dental plan now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, I, was thinking I, I want to see this one. Please spend that on your teeth, mate. But I've got a feeling like the way that works, and we're going to talk about the box in a minute, but the way that works is... Uh, there's other people around there with the tickets who buy a load of tickets early mm-hmm. and then oh, I think I'm sure he must have been homeless they help go around selling to other people and then yeah. you know because he was asking them for the tickets yeah they'll buy and sell too they buy them and then they try to upsell them yeah. for more as well it's just depending like last minute people anybody will, will pay whatever to get yeah. so we had these seats and then um, we, we were sit, sitting there and then Joe Carnahan he's been on the podcast before he's a, he's a movie director he was texting us saying, do you want to come and get a drink? Um, so I said, where are you? He said, well, we've got a box inside the Staples Centre. So went in his box, which was right next to us, and with we, we, Joe Conhan, Frank Grillo, and Rampage Jackson. He was there. It was great to meet him. And uh, But even then, in a box at this event in the Staples Centre, I'm still miles away, like right. you are. It, this is supposed to be the premium box, and it's like... It's supposed to be good, but it's shit, really. Yeah, you're there. I mean, you're there for the environment, really. At the, unless you're there on the floor, you, you, you were watching the jumbotron yeah. at the time. So, and I, I don't think I wouldn't recommend watching a fight from that far away because this morning, the next day, me, even me, me wife's mom, who doesn't know nothing about boxing, she went, "Oh, did you watch the fight? That was the fight." Went, oh, I sound. She went, "Did you see Tyson sticking his tongue out and he was pulling all his faces?" And I was like. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. But and, and Wilder, uh, I was actually really impressed with, with Wilder, and he didn't he didn't um, bite on that stuff. You know, he kind of gave he kind of did it back to him a little bit. And yeah. you know, Wilder seems like the kind of guy to me that would you know would you know he might be easy to get into his head, but he he really he didn't he didn't bite bite yeah. on that stuff at all. He looked really calm. Impressed. Yeah, well, anything he was yep. calm. I mean, if you get frustrated over that stuff, that's when you're starting to make the biggest mistake. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. you get caught. With yeah. his experience. Uh, but yeah, and another thing though is, I don't, oh, I, I, I don't think that, uh, what was I going to say there? Oh, so an, another thing with, with the fight, like with, with Wilder, I think the way Fury was boxing, the way style is, and he's very hard to hit, it makes you think twice about throwing the punches because like, if I throw this punch I'm going to miss he's going to make me counter mm-hmm. uh, so I think uh, Fury did that great just like he did with a Klitschko but I think he'd done even better than the Klitschko yeah. especially for being out for so long coming back and then performing the way he performed it, it was amazing yeah. I put on my Instagram this morning uh, who thought who thought uh, Wilder won or Fury won and it was like 75% of the people thought that Fury won. And I'm like, who the hell are these 25% people who didn't? Because I can't see, yes, he knocked them down twice. Yes, he's the champion in America. But I can't see how anyone could have had him winning. Yeah, if if you don't score, if you look at it and say, okay, he knocked him down twice and you don't actually... You don't actually base the fight on how you should judge a, a fight, right? You, where you yeah. score 10-9, 10-9. You say, oh, well, he knocked him down twice. Someone that looks at it in that perspective may say, oh, well, he won because he knocked him down twice. Yeah. But that's not how you score the fight. So, I was, like, sitting with a bunch of, like, people who, like, never put a pair of gloves on. Right. Ever. And they're like, like he lost that fight. Like, I'm like, what are you watching? He's <laughs> like, like yeah. that Fury lost. He knocked him down. Like twice, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I mean, twice." Yeah. Got up twice, and he's 
boxing is well, all Americans normal. as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you, I mean, you can't judge a fight off getting knocked down when he's won the rest of the rounds. Right, and, that's and, just I, stupid. Yeah, I can definitely see someone who's uneducated doesn't understand necessarily how you how you score a fight. You know, they don't understand the point system. They say, oh well, he just knocked him down twice. Of course he won, but that's not how it's scored. That's not how how you actually judge it. So. There's, in, my, in my mind, I gave I gave Wilder three rounds, round two, and then the two knockdown rounds. Yeah, uh, I think it was crazy that one judge did they give one fifteen, one eleven for Wilder. Yeah, and did they give Wilder like the first five rounds or something? Stupid, like four or five rounds. It had to have. I don't and know it, what other rounds. And I was like, wow, how, how can you do that? So if that judge give Fury one of them rounds, he would have won the fight. Mm-hmm. Just one of them rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's bad and it is a bad look for boxing and you can see how it loses people will, uh, uh, boxing loses fans through this sort of thing. What I think they should ha- what should happen right when a bad decision is like this, I think they should get all of the top judges in in, uh, in boxing and the person who wants to protest uh, protest mm-hmm. is that the, right word? the the claim on the result needs to peer all of them judges. Like a thousand dollars each, right? So they pay them all a thousand dollars each. Let's say there's five of them. Get them in a room with that judge that did that bad scoring, and then figure it out with them, and then turn the turn the score around. If all five of them just disagree on that one round to to, to that to that one judge, I think they should change the result of the fight. That's yeah. That's a good. It's not a bad idea. The only problem with that is there's they're going to be influenced because it's not live. It's not. It's not ha- happening, and the judging's not happening as the fight's happening. They will have already been influenced from media yeah. and from other other people talking. Yeah. So that's, but yeah, I mean, that, they're, they need to figure out some way to to protest that yeah. stuff. That's, that's true. But if if you really look at it and break it down every thirty seconds of matter. the round, yeah, and they've got different camera angles, and obviously no commentating on there. Is that a weird there where it's like? Every 30 seconds, all right, so he won that section, he won that section. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, six thirty seconds, whoever, you know, that's, yeah. I think that's one way of really I think, freaking out. I think half the judges don't even watch the fight anyway. I think just write it down. <laughs> just write it down. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you, Kev, is why has Wilder not got the huge following and support in America? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I was not, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be careful how I say this. I was not a huge fan of his uh Prior to him coming to the gym, when he came to the gym, he, hang, he was hanging around. He kind of won me over a little bit. He yeah. seemed like a really nice, genuine guy. And I'm, I'm always one to say you can't judge someone based on how they act on, on a, when, a camera's, when the camera's around. Yeah. You didn't know them, experience them one-on-one, similar to like McGregor. You know, yeah. He acts like a, a fucking clown <laughs> on camera. But you know, when he was here, he's super genuine, nice, thankful, authentic and I was like, this this guy's great. I love yeah. this guy. So, uh, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe some people just don't like his his antics, yeah. um, and, and the way he portrays himself and carries himself, um, saying things like, "Oh, I want to kill a man in a ring." That that's yeah, the that's kind of horrible. stuff for me. Yeah. I was just like, man, I don't, I can't, yeah. I can't pull for this guy. Um, but then when I met him, you know, yeah. and you had more interaction with him, but I was able to kind of sit back and watch. But like, he seemed like a, a good, genuine yeah. guy. Um, maybe that's part of it. He's from a place that is not known, for, you know. You know, Alabama is not known for boxing. It's it's all football there, and he doesn't. You know, I assume people in Alabama know him, but like, not a not. It doesn't come from a big big town that's known for boxing. Yeah. Um, 
I think that might yeah. be another thing, you know, in, in America, because in the UK, I think the two major sports is football, soccer, mm-hmm. and, uh, and boxing. Yeah. boxing yeah. Where in America, you've got the basketball, baseball, the, the American football. Mm-hmm. Boxing's just a little part of that. So I think it's like fifth or sixth down the list. And yeah. the public are not really behind boxing in general. Yeah. I think before when you had guys like Holyfield, Tyson, um, Ali, Frazier, all these American heavyweights, there were, I mean, I wasn't around then, but just from listening to people talk, it seems like there's a lot more um, hype around boxing, American boxing specifically, at, during those times yeah. than there is now. Now you've got a guy like Wilder who is an American and is at the top of the, the heavyweight boxing um, and so maybe that'll come back a little bit. But, you know, Americans, it, it's, it seems like, you know, we've got guys like Floyd Mayweather, uh, what other Americans? I mean, people just aren't fans of the American boxers right. because of, of, of their antics a little bit, yeah. I think. That's why I think it's weird, though, because even though boxing isn't, like, massive over here, if, like, when there is someone at Wilder's level, I think everyone should get behind them. Yeah, and I think yeah, what I mean. Well, yeah. Fury's just said there in his weird. interview this morning after the fight, like he should, he's telling all Americans you should need to get behind this guy because what he's done is amazing. Mm-hmm. Won an Olympic bronze medal for for the country, then undefeated heavyweight world champion, and he hasn't got the support that he deserves. Yeah, and he and he picked up a pair of gloves when he was eighteen as well. Yeah, oh well, yeah. he did. He, he was a football guy and did and, that yeah. fast as well. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, he came up quick. Ten years, he, within ten years, I think he was a heavyweight champ of starting. But, wow. but I mean, I think also with in America, because there, there are all these other sports, and in, and in England, I know we've talked about it. The, the the amateur boxing there is so huge, and people are a lot more educated about boxing yeah. there just because they they grew, not many people there didn't grow up going to a boxing gym yeah. at some point in their lives. Here, there's not there's not many boxing yeah. gyms, and and people are pretty um, uneducated to that. Yeah. Maybe that's got something to do with it as well. Like where in the in the Olympics, that's where you win the public's heart, I think, because yeah. in boxing, because they, they see these young fighters coming up and they build this emotional relationship with them. But America hasn't got a good amateur boxing program or a good pro- uh, team, so it's hard to win the heart. Seeing that Wilder was the one that did get the medal. Uh, mm-hmm. But like in, in Britain now, we're getting like, four or five medalists in one Olympics so the public knows who they all are they get more pub- publicity the limelight's on them mm-hmm. people's more behind them over here people's not that interested in, in boxing in the Olympics because yeah. America's not in it really yeah I mean America it's it's you know it's basketball it's American football and it's baseball those, yeah. are, those, are, those are the American sports you know and yeah. um, it's surprising because there are so many there are a lot of great American boxers I mean a lot of people who are you know world champs that are Americans um, but you don't know about them until they until they get to that point yeah like as well you, the, the world champs you're talking about Errol Spence yep. Terence Crawford like and, until like two months ago if Terence Crawford walked past me I wouldn't know who he was yeah. you know uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and and look at what he's done look how good he is exactly and he's top he's in everyone's top three right you know yeah. pound for pound pound for pound but it, it's it's weird. But look, uh, then you've got Canelo, who I'd see is at the same level as Terence Crawford sure. because he's Mexican and he's getting all the Mexican supporters behind him. Now he's a household name, yeah. Yeah. right? Mexicans massive in boxing. Oh yeah, Mex- yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. So I, I I think maybe I think that's the big thing with with America, like the, the not why they've got that many sports and yeah. 
They've got that many stars in different sports. It's in two. All the big fights are in, in America. They're in Vegas. They're in LA. They're in yeah. New York. You know, all the all the big world title title fights. They're here. Yeah, it was great. Uh, um, even though I couldn't see the fight, <laughs> it was great. It was great to be there in the atmosphere with the with the crowds or cheering. And mm-hmm. Fury had more fans there than than Wilder, yeah. which was again crazy. Yeah. Undefeated heavyweight world champ. And he's someone all the way from Britain, mm-hmm. uh, and it. So what they're talking about now is obviously the rematch. Um, well, I'm seeing the talking about it. They didn't seem to really want to talk about the rematch. No. Which you know, I mean, it's a hit and miss that with fighters. Some fighters jump on the street. I want the rematch. I want the rematch. And some fighters are like, no, I want to go home. I just yeah. want to relax now. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see it, but it's not something that I'm dying. I mean, they both they both want Joshua. That's what they want. They want. They want to. Yeah, cl- they want Joshua. Joshua you know? doesn't want them though. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. It's. He doesn't think he needs them though. Really. What I, What really surprised me about the fight, and I think this maybe, is 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 a, a bit of reason, or, or the reason is because Joshua, or I'm sorry, uh, Wilder is still somewhat new to boxing. I mean, he's relying so much on his athleticism, but, and he kept saying he was rushing his punches. He was rushing his punches. I was like. You didn't rush him up. Why didn't, why didn't you let his hands go? Yeah. He wasn't getting hurt. He wasn't, like, you kind of knew. I mean, uh, uh, Fury was stepping in hard on some of those one-twos, but, like, he wasn't going to hurt right. Wilder. And, and Wilder wouldn't let his hands go. Yeah. And, you know, especially in those later rounds, he was getting tired, I, I guess, you know, and he couldn't finish him in the 12th. But, like, I was just wondering, like, why are you yeah. not throwing punches? I, like, again, I think it's come down to the Fury style where it yeah. makes you feel like he's going to get counted as soon yeah. as you throw. Yeah. But when when Wilder did throw the punches, that's when he done the damage. Yeah, right. That's but what did, I was saying. In those last few rounds, it's like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, I don't know. His corner was telling him he was up. I don't know how he how they could. Wilder's think corner that. was. Yeah, all the, world. the last. Yeah. I think going into the twelfth, they said you're up. They wow. like, you're winning this fight. But like, crazy. Yeah, but. You know, I think that maybe hurt him a little bit. He, yeah. he need, I think his corner should have told him, like, look, you're you're losing this fight on points. You need to let your hands yeah. go. The yeah. only thing, I think sometimes with that, I think uh, they do it just in case, like, the decision. If they told him you're losing this fight and now there was a draw, now after the press and everyone's going to see it, even your corner thought you lost the that's, fight. Yeah, that's you know, true. that's what I think. I th- yeah, I think that's what what they do that for. But again, you should whisper in his ear at least. Yeah, you know, you cover go. your mic and say, you "Come on, go. you need to step the, step your game up. Are you going to lose this title?" Uh, but that knockdown—I mean, the, the two knockdowns were heavy. But that that knockdown—he looked like he was knocked out, and that's I was like, "Oh my god, he's 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 finished." Oh, man, I would, he hit him. I hit him on the way down as well. I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that hook. To, like we were saying that the hook as he was going down, I think did more damage but that that was so exciting to me because i knew i felt like in my heart at least i wanted i wanted to will fury to get up i was pulling for him and, and uh i was up on my couch jumping around i was like get up get the fuck <laughs> and he got up and i was like yes i knew it and he came back so strong it was i'm not gonna lie like i saw him go down on like the way he went and the way he's lying on the floor i'm like nah just put my head in my hands i'm like nah he's, done, he's <laughs> yeah, finished he's finished he and he was it's, it's like the Undertaker yeah, sat yeah, up yeah. and I got up I was like get in it was just like a relief I was like yes, yes. get up how he got up from that I mean he got up and then he just shows how smart he is and he held on and he said this in his interview this morning that and he's right when you're getting hurt and you're knocked down you if you stand straight back up you'll be wobbly legged mm-hmm. you, you don't know 
and, I, and I've been hurt before, you don't know how you're going to react mm-hmm. from being hurt. So what he'd done, and with his, all his experience, he stopped, stopped down for a little bit longer and then got up. I think he was out for at least two seconds yeah. before that, though. But, yeah, but like, yeah. which you need to do, which is really smart. Yeah. Then he got up and then he held on. Do you uh, not think you're more dangerous when you taste like that, though? Nah, nah, I mean, and go, and go either like way. Weird shot and catch, and catch them. And go either way, because once you're hurt like that, it do, it, you, you've only got to get yeah, ho- caught with yeah. half the power on a shot and, you, and you're out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but uh, yeah, for him to get up for, from that and and do what he'd done, you know, fair play to Jack Reese, the referee. That was some referee and that. Because a lot of referees would just seen him on the floor and wave the hands. I was going to say, I was with a few people that were saying right, they, they could have justified stopping that fight. I was like, there's no. There's no way you can stop that fight, and yeah, he that was. Yeah. I mean, you twelfth round. There's two minutes left, right? When he, when he got knocked yeah. out, I know it's going to be a long two minutes, but you you have to get everything he's been through. Every you know, think of what's going through his head when he gets knocked down. Like talk about the mental illness, the addiction, the recovering ad as a recovering addict, the drinking. All you know, he's laying there, and I, you know that's going through his head. Like, look, yeah. I've been in worse places than this. I've been hurt worse than this. I mean, obviously from different things, but like I can get up, yeah. I can do this, and like yeah. you, and it was just a perfect ending. All the hype, all everything, the story leading up to that fight, and, and you know his mental illness and, and the recovering addict stuff. It was just it was the absolute best way for that fight. Yeah, so good. So he lost he lost ten stone, which is a hundred and forty pound mm-hmm. in weight. Like that's got to be. Uh, that's got. I mean, it's absolutely amazing for him to do that. But I'm, I'm thinking about the, the the long-term damage that's done on his body. You know, especially when you're fighting at that level. Uh, I wonder uh, how much that affects him. So I was on a podcast the other day with Omar Miller, uh, who you know who he is. He's an actor. He was in eight, eight Mile and all that. Uh, and he said that he was he weighed like 420 pound at one time, and he dropped down. He lost like 100 pound. And he said when he dropped down. Um, his coordination was off. Everything was off. Like cause he played football, yeah. I think, and he was. That's what he was wondering about. Fury is his coordination off? Is his timing off? Mm. Which makes sense because it's like if you if you're running around carrying a hundred pound person on your back, and then then they're not there, it's going to feel a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I, I I really would love to see the rematch. Sure. And what Fury was saying was, if it's in America. He'll fight him in America. He'll fight him in England, and that's what I love about him. Fight him in his backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. I would. I love it about him. He's a, yeah. he's a fighting man, and how fast that fight got made with him and Wilder when the when the AJ Wilder fight got uh, put off, and I thought just uh, and like most people thought like this is too early for him. He should have had at least one more fight before he got in with Wilder because he just had two fights. But, but he didn't, and, he, and he's just got big, massive balls, and he got in there. It proves yeah. he's a fighting man as well, though. He gave his full purse to charity as well. Did he? But he won, yeah. Oh, wow. Did he? Yeah. I, did he was him? I've, I've never heard that like. He said he's putting his uh, purse to charity. Really? Let he's me see that. Yeah. yeah, hard not to be a fan of that so guy. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. He also like give his shoes like a homeless person in uh, Hollywood and everything as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. So, someone tweeted his... I put on Twitter, well done, Tyson Fury, you've done, you, you won that fight, you've done the whole Britain proud. And some knobhead texted back saying, hey, speak for yourself. I remember when he had them homophobic, I'm trying to find now, 
some bullshit. Uh, see, I remember when he'd done this and he'd done that, and he said this is about women. I was about to reply, but I just thought, no, I'm not getting into that. So you said Tyson Fury give his whole purse. Let's see. I thought he was saying, he said it on an interview. Uh, Tyson Fury to donate yeah. entire 8 million purse. Yeah. To fight. Bloody hell. Mental. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's shown he's a bit bold. still at the same time he's getting all the money from the public <laughs> from the what? From like the, the, pub, the publicity oh, yeah. interviews. Everyone's but, everyone's going to be wanting his diet plan and everything now, and but that's, not, like that. but that's not going to be uh, eight million dollars. That is mad no. if he's done that. You know, yeah, that is. I was talking about. I have to look into that more. Uh, so I mean, moving forward now, like. Um, it, what's going to happen? Is he going to fight Joshua? Does Joshua want to fight? Do you think? Do you think that Joshua sees that and he's like, "How does he feel?" Right after, right after seeing that, I think it'd be too much for Joshua. Me, Joshua's like um, one-dimensional, isn't he? I think he just dance around him. Like well, you're a hater of Joshua. Boy, <laughs> this guy. I think Deontay. Well, you say one-dimensional. I, I think that fight really shows how one-dimensional uh, Wilder is. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. He's got no got no inside game nothing at all and but this is and we were talking about this a minute ago i i think joshua would stop them both because uh, he's got that inside game and he went you know fury could you know wrap up and do do kind of what he was doing with with uh i think with wilder a bit but i, I think joshua is I a little stronger if, and could get I, away with i don't think if joshua caught fury yeah he he's got the will to finish it as well though like well, I, I think he's think got he's more because he's. I think he's a more pure boxer than 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 uh, Wilder is, and that that kind of showcased that Wilder in that fight. Wilder couldn't stop him when he knocked him down like that, and and I think Joshua would be able to. I think it was like part of pressure on him, like it was, yeah. it was like nonstop. Yeah, I, I think I think Fury could outbox him. Like yeah, un- until until last night, I would have said that Joshua. Uh, would be too much for him. But now seeing that, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. how does Joshua feel now? Is he like, whoa, Fury did better than I thought? Yeah. Or, whoa, while, while I bet he thinks like, Wilder's way more beatable now than he thought before. Yeah. But I think he'd be more surprised with Fury. I mean, I feel like everyone was more surprised yeah. with Fury. I mean, he definitely would. He should, I would think, psychologically gain more confidence against someone like Wilder and maybe lost a little bit. I'll say, I'll say probably the best I've seen in box, to be honest, yeah. in a long time. What, so back to what I said about the Americans not being behind Wilder, why did you see that you wanted Fury to win? I think just the story. I, I was just pulling, I mean, it's like kind of the comeback story and the feel-good Like, I think that's, and just uh, listening to him talk and, and knowing where he came from and, you know, being a recovering addict and all that, like, I, it's just, it's hard not to get behind that, you know, yeah, it's really yeah. not, and, um, again, I, I did definitely gain more respect for Wilder when he came here, I, you know, I do like the guy, and and the way they both handled each other and themselves after the fight, I mean, you have to be a fan of both of them, yeah, that's that, amazing. but, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it was just that, that feel good, that comeback story, I think, with Fury, I mean, I, I wanted him so bad to get up in that twelfth round, and I was just so happy when he did. The way he talks as well, he just makes you like believe every word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is with him and and the traveling community, they talk straight. That mm-hmm. like if you listen to him in interviews, they they speak the mind. They don't hold anything back, mm-hmm. and they're just straight talking. And they see it how it is, how they see it. They they never try to be politi- politically correct. Mm-hmm. They just see it the way it is, and I think that's. Another big thing why we love him. Yeah, and he's got an accent. 
So, yeah, that's it for this podcast. It was just a quick one talking about the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. Oh, but b- before we wrap up as well, let's talk a little bit about the other um, Adonis Stevenson because Adonis Stevenson got knocked out last night and he's now in critical condition in the hospital. Mm. He fought, go on, Kev, pronounce it. Vazdik Alexander. Another Ukrainian who now is a light heavyweight champion. He's a former Olympian, I think, for, for Ukraine. And, yeah, he's, he's an absolute beast. It's funny these Ukrainians are really taking over now. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, I, I really hope that um, that we can see Adonis Stevenson, I know he's a family man, can get better after this. Mm. That's it. Like, every time a fighter gets in there, they're, they're putting their life on the line. Yeah. Remember, we've done a podcast before with Glenn, and he said, he said, like, yeah, there was a... a, a Guy died, he was 25, died in the ring. And Glenn was like, well, at least he died do- doing something he loved. And I was like, what? Yeah. No, Glenn, you can't see that. You can't see that. I think I deleted that out of an episode. Uh, <laughs> because I was like, no, you can't. It's a, a, a guy with kids, you don't know what he was fighting for, if he needed the money, if he, whatever. Glenn was like, yeah, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> but no, boxing is, is very dangerous, and I hope he recovers well. So yeah. talking about these Ukrainians now, this uh, Oles. I can't even pronounce his name. The new Vazdik, I know I can do the last. Vazdik, Vazdik yeah. yeah. The light heavyweight champion. So now we've got Lomachenko, uh, Alexander Yusik, and now this guy, the taking over. And this is, comes back down to what we spoke about a little bit before, about the amateur boxing program. The Ukrainians are one of the best amateur boxing teams in the world. They're amazing, like with the Russians. And so someone's obviously putting a little bit of money in them, bringing them over here, promoting them, which is great just kind of like I think I think that's all come from Triple G the Kazakhstani no one heard of but there's another hundred fighters got that like, Bavol guy as well he's like yeah, heavyweight yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Russian guy uh, every Bavol. time I watch like the Olympics or the World Championships I always love watching either the, the, the Ukraine Russia English obviously and Cuba yeah, yeah. I think like the, the best in the, the world. best ever. Mm-hmm. Class. And then, uh, talking about Cuba, Luis Ortiz, uh, he fought last night as well. You know, uh, and did you see that fight? Yeah. So he, he, he threw a great, he threw like three or four or five jabs, bah, 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 boom, left hand, put him down. The guy went down heavy. Luis Ortiz thought it was over, ran, jumped on the ropes, yeah. celebrated, turned around and the fuck was up. You know? That, he was a tough, he was a tough fight. Yeah. That there, that there must really do your head in. Disheartening one of Yeah. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah, because I remember when I've put people down before, I've hurt someone, or the referee's giving them a count. I'm like, stay down, please, just stay down, stay down. Don't get up, I want this fight to end. And But there, there's nothing worse if you think the fight's over. Yes, I can relax. Gets up, another four more rounds to go. Uh, he ended up stopping him in the 10th. Uh, the ref stopped it, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was, that guy was taking some damage. I mean, that guy was tough. Respect to that guy. But, I mean, Ortiz is great. I mean, he deserves to be in that conversation, I think, is you know, this, he's top four with, with these guys. Yeah. The, the, the thing about Ortiz is, like, he's not that marketable outside of boxing. No, he's not. You know, and, and that's what we want. We, we need to see more of the 24-7s in boxing, like the, the all-access, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I think that's what UFC is really good at, promoting the fighters. The promote, promoters need to learn how to promote, and we need to know about the the, pe- the kids' names, what they're doing outside of boxing. Mm-hmm. So we want to watch them because I think as humans we want to know that stuff. 
rather than just another fighter coming in there. We want to know what they've went through to get to where they are, you know? Sure. Makes yeah. sense. There's yeah. always a story behind everyone, aren't there? Everyone's got a, a great story. So looking at the rankings now, we've got Anthony Joshua 1, Wilder 2, Tyson Fury's moved up to number 3, Povetkin 4, uh, Javel Miller, Dylan White, Lewis Ortiz 7, Pulev 8, I can't pronounce that name, Adam Konaki, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one who's just beat Charles Martin, right? Yeah. I think. Uh, Joseph Parker, 10. Derek Jazora. Uh, there's some... Jazora. There's <laughs> some great fights there in this division. There was another British heavyweight that knocked the... Uh, yeah. Just talk about Joe Joyce, yeah, Olympic Joy, silver yeah. medalist. Uh, I was there. Uh, Fury's sparring partner as well. Yeah. yeah. And he used, to, he used to spar with Joshua as well before the, before the yeah. Olympics. So this guy... He's 33-year-old. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's he was in a car crash or anything? He like, was what? He was, in a, he was in like a serious car crash or anything when he was younger. Oh, really? I, yeah. I never knew nothing but about when that. When he was uh, in the amateurs. Yeah. So you see how much they're speeding him up like for his career. He's 33-year-old. That's crazy. I've never even heard of him before the Olympics. Uh, he's the same age as me. Uh, so the speed in his career up, he's had seven fights now, one seven. His last fight for Joe Hanks, who Joe Hanks was a is a good fighter, a good solid, solid fighter. He was uh, he uh, yeah, and he stopped him in the first round. I think Joe Hanks won his like first twenty fights, uh, and then he's and then he lost a couple, then he won a couple, then he fought Joe Joyce and he put him out in one round. Such a big statement that for Joe Joyce has that like one punch power just. Yeah, just wipes you around. Kind of like quirky looking. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't. The guy doesn't look like an athlete. He's fit but, though. Yeah, he, he's, just, yeah, he's, he's definitely in shape. But he didn't. You see him move. I mean, it's the first time I've seen him. Last right. Time, but you see him move. I'm like, this. Is did you see awkward. what he did after the fight? What did he, he do? Backflip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ! How did he do yeah. that? Yeah. The size of him. What is he? Six foot seven. When I was watching the Olympics, I think a gold. Did he do gold or something? What's gold? Silver. 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 Yeah. And. He won that. <laughs> he did a backflip there as well. That's amazing. I was like, this is so good. mad. Uh, any more big fights coming up? I, we've, got, we've got Errol Spence versus uh, Mickey Garcia. That's the next big one, right? Yeah. A- anything else? Uh, not that not pops out. There's right. Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Oh, we've got Callum. Uh, we've got Canelo versus uh, from England. Uh, Rocky, yeah. Rocky Feeling. Yeah. Uh, Kel Brook's fighting again soon. Kel Brook. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think I think it's going well. I think it's going well. Well, that's it. We'll wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Uh, so, this is the first time Big Jack's been on the podcast. Big Jack is an uh, Englishman, now living in America. Uh, he's from Sunderland, and uh, he's working at Box and Burn, starting to lead classes and stuff now. So, former boxer. He had about 20 fights, uh, one, one or two. <laughs> uh, come from the same background as me same boxing coaches uh, his dad was his, a big inspiration boxing coach for him so it's good to have you on Jack Jack where can people follow you Instagram what's your account uh, Jack underscore B&B go on uh, son Facebook people <laughs> Facebook Kev MySpace uh, uh, Kevin K-E-V-A-N so Kevin with an A underscore Watson on Instagram yeah there is the Adrian Broner Pacquiao fight coming up as well. Oh yes, big fight. Yeah. I fancy Broner for that. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great fight. I think, I'm Broner, yeah. I think Broner as well, me. Good fight, we'll talk about that soon. Alright guys, thank you for listening. Uh please leave us a, resu- a review on iTunes if you listen on there. 
Uh, if the review is not five star, don't leave it. Until next time, we'll see you later.